This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The best place to hear about everything black and gold football before every game is Black and Gold Game Day on 93.7 The Fan, presented by J.P. Roofing and Siding and Tri-State Office Furniture. Three hours before every game, we have you covered with all you need to know from around the league and with our black and gold. Brought to you by Morrison Kitchen and Bath, Armstrong Business Solution, and Yinzers in the Berg. And, of course, we know they'll be back at that tomorrow. Um, you, you may have gathered, or maybe not, um, this is the final golf show of the season. Uh, it's been an extended season. Uh, but it's been cool. We've, we've had a lot of fun. Um, and I wanted to take this this segment to, to kind of look back at golf as a whole, um, not just at the PGA Tour level, but, uh, you know, uh, around here and regionally and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, we have talked... Uh, off and on about what the pandemic has done, especially in the early stages, to our smaller municipal golf courses. And indeed, there has been some some difficulty uh, for those courses and, and the people who own them and run them. Um, but it's been something of a, an amazing thing for me to see how they have rebounded from that and been very busy this summer. It, it has been crazy in that regard, in that, and I talked to so many people uh, this year who, who commented on that. You know, everybody was aware that there was this build-up demand for golf. When we weren't allowed to play, everybody was itching to get out and play. So it was like, you know, horses at the starting gate, they were waiting for the moment that the word came down that we were allowed to play. And that was absolutely the truth. It happened um, courses experience great turnouts early. Funny thing, though, 
that lasted for the most part throughout the summer. Uh, and I think I mentioned this one other time, but um, uh, there were uh, uh, courses who were putting up tremendous numbers of rounds. Uh, one course, I, I was told, in July and August had 7,000 rounds each month. Well, obviously, that was going dawn to dusk every day. And that's wonderful. Uh, people are getting to play. People are interested in the game. And it's great for the golf course owner, obviously. Um, on the, the the local, I call it organized golf as opposed to recreational golf that we play, um, the tri-state uh, uh, PGA section and the West Bend Golf Association had to tiptoe through the tulips as well this summer. Um, you know, course avail availabilities became more difficult. Um, trying to, you know, make up for those tournaments that were missed in a April and May and try to rearrange the schedule to get in as many as they could. It was tough, but they both put together partial schedules. They had a lot of events, not as many as they normally do, but they had events. Uh, guys played. Uh, champions were crowned. And um, I looked this week at their, at their websites, and, and both organizations have, um, I, I would guess, near normal schedules for next year already in place. There's still some, some uh, I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed. But assuming that, as Bob Herrick said, there's that vaccine that's coming and um, uh, we're going to be able to, to slow this thing down, uh, it looks like we're going to try to go back to a reasonable spring and summer. Um, you know, we had some great golf played around here this year. Uh, Connor Schmidt, the young amateur, well, young amateur, um, played very well. But there were a lot of guys who played very well. Sean Knapp played well. Um, Jimmy Ellis, um, Brett Young, um, a lot of guys like that. On the pro side, uh, John Aber played very well. Um, Devin Gee played very well. Um, and, yeah, those are the, the, the same familiar names that we hear a lot. But um, there was able to be high-level golf played throughout the area despite everything else. And sometimes we think about those guys come out at the, to the golf tournaments and, and they tee it up and go play. And that's how we look at them. But when you step back a little bit, 
you know, they all have lives. They all have families, some of them. And, you know, it's not as simple um, as just going out and playing golf. They have other things on their mind as well. Um, so I, I think there's reason for optimism for 2021. Uh, we have the USAMR coming in August to Oakmont. Um, and how that will play out, we don't know. But like I said, I, 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 I'm, I, well, I don't know why. I have this feeling that... Um, we're going to turn this thing or slow it down or whatever you want to call it. And we're going to get maybe not out in front of it, but we're going to get it to a manageable place where we can kind of go back to our, our lives a little bit and not be worried about um, what's around the corner or what rules there are to follow, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, here's here's a reason for optimism for you, and it's not a local thing, but I, I don't know if you saw this this week. There was a guy playing in the Joburg Open in South Africa named Nino Nienbauer. Uh, over the first two days, I guess, of the event, he was averaging over 400 yards off the tee, 85 yards more than the nearest guy to him. And they showed this shot on TV. He was on a par five, which was a little bit downhill, but really the downhill had nothing to do with it. He launched this thing that hit and bounced and rolled and bounced and rolled. Finally ended up in the rough. 439 yards from the tee on a par 5. He had 130-something left. So one of the things we have to look forward to, since the ruling bodies um, don't seem to be in the mood to pick a fight with anybody, is guys are going to be hitting the ball tremendous distances. You either like it or you don't, but it's part of what we do. It's part of the game as we know it right now. And as I look back at, at uh, this year, uh, I have met uh, and talked to a lot of people at events that I covered and, and uh, just seeing people out. Um, and... It was good to have conversations when those pe with those people because you get a little different viewpoints on, on things. And um, I, I do want to thank them and everybody else for listening uh, this year. I want to thank our sponsors. Um, I think we've had a good year. Uh, I would hope that... Um, Producer Matt would agree with that. He's all he's been a, a big help uh, as always this year. We have a lot of fun every Saturday morning, and um, with that, I um, I guess uh, we'll be taking um, 
a little snooze for, what, five months, four months, till not long before the Masters comes back again. And um, I hope you've enjoyed what you heard this year. And, um, again, thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan.